0: Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, Calvin Wayman and I will be talking about his book, Fish Out of Water. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Lipson. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Lipson is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate uh, everything you guys have done for the podcast so far. Uh, We've now become, uh, as you know, international. We've actually been across, I want to say, four different continents in the past three months and have been able to hit the iTunes most downloaded podcast, the top 200, at least, uh, I think, six times in the past six months. So it's really cool. Uh, A lot of this has to do with kind of going out there and not being afraid to jump into the water and uh, not being afraid to fail. Uh, because of that, I want to thank uh, actually the author of Fish Out of Water, Calvin Wayman, who we have here today. How you doing, Calvin?
1: Brother, so good to be here. And congratulations, what you've done on the podcast so far. That's exciting.
0: Thank you. It's uh, not too bad for uh, being told I would not be able to do as well as I want to having such a broad niche.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you just got to silence the naysayers errors and go after it anyway.
0: Uh, we. I think I couldn't have said it better myself. And I uh, consistently use your phrase that you had on uh, your book, the uh, CIA, the consistent imperfect action. I think it's the best yeah. thing that people know.
1: Yeah. Every – Every successful person that we all know the names of, whether we're talking about a Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and Oprah and Ellen, a Gary Vaynerchuk, they are all members of the CIA, man. And it's not about—it's not about joining the Secret Service, but it's about consistent, imperfect action. You know, to make anything happen, you got to get off the sidelines and into the game. So it's a huge key.
0: I agree, and your book had a, a great fallback to you of kind of how you got into the position to. Write the book and get yourself out of debt. And I liked I think it was your intro to the book was essentially saying for the audible at least uh, that you wanted the book to be able to be read from San Francisco to New York. If you're on a flight, there wasn't any reason to be, you know, spending days upon days reading a book to figure out how you were going to make yourself better. So, how did you come up with the book? And can you give everyone that hasn't read your book a little bit of a background on yourself? Yeah. So the
1: reason. I, 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 first of all, I think it's good to say uh, what you're just saying, like my background. What I do, I consider myself a regular dude. I'm a regular dude just like most people that want more out of life. Uh, like an, an just a conventional dude but with kind of an unconventional background. Something I've barely started opening up about that I didn't even mention in my book, Fish Out of Water, because at the time that I wrote it, I was still intimidated for people to know. Um, but I actually grew up in polygamy. So I have huh. one dad. I don't even know if you know this. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've seen it, but I'll just drop it. So I have one dad and I have four moms. And this is where it gets really crazy. I am one of 45 children. Oh, wow. No joke. Yep. I am one of 45 kids grew up on a small family farm. So all in the same house, 50 people if oh, you can man. wrap your head around that. That's not a false. Um, that's not a I, false house. That's a. That's a big house. That is a big house, and it's people on top of people. Like it, it was a pretty big house. Uh, always had uh, at least four or five of my brothers in a bedroom. Usually, uh, until I got older, I was able to have my own room. Like by the time I got to like 19 years old, for the last couple of years before I moved out. Um, but <laughs> that's where I come from, and. With the whole idea was this. So throughout most of my life, especially since uh the, the upbringing I was in, by the way, people ask me all the time, what was that like? I loved it. Like 98% of it was freaking awesome. But if there was one word that described my life and my upbringing, it was sheltered. <laughs> I was very sheltered. Um, How so? My family – well, my family – was very much, they were very conservative and didn't want me to be exposed to ideas that were outside of the church that we were in. So by the time that I was 21 years old, I would say that 98% of the people that I knew in my life had the last name Wayman. (laughs) That's my same last name. So there were people that were either in my under the same roof, and that covers a lot, right there, because that's fifty people. But also, my grandfather, who was and still is one of the top leaders in the church that I was born into, he also has a massive family. He has like fifteen wives and like sixty kids. So I knew all oh, them, wow. and then my uncles, who were also polygamous, uh, 10, 20, or thirty kids. You know, so my, I was in this this bubble, so to speak, and I had no idea, and I was so I was very sheltered. So because of that. Whenever I started to dream and realize I want to go and do something, I want to make an impact on the world. I want to do more. Every single thing I did was for the first time. I had, like it was never doing anything that I had practiced growing up. Like even talking to strangers, I was horrible at. You know, so that's one of the reasons. Like you might remember in my book, I one of the first parts of my book, uh, I talk about how I sucked so bad at sales. Do you remember that? I do. So, so you're now getting the deepened version <laughs> that I didn't even share. And the reason I sucked so bad was because I didn't have much outside interaction. Now I wasn't completely, you know, incompetent. I could speak. I mean, I watched TV. I went to the library. I was, I was like super curious about the world. So I was always going to the library looking at books and stuff like that, but just like subtle social cues I sucked at. <laughs> like I was horrible at it. So when I started to go after my dreams, one of the first ones becoming a salesperson so that I could learn how to communicate, so that I could learn how to uh, like just make influence on people, I fell flat on my face. I was horrible. I felt like a fish out of water. And that feeling I found was all throughout my life with everything that I went after, whether it was quitting my day job or starting a business uh doing public speaking for the first time you know which is one of the biggest public fears it. out there it is it is actually the number one yeah. the number one fear is public speaking next to death like people fear dying so the whole like dying not as much as public speaking so there's this the funny joke is if there was a funeral more people would rather be the one in the casket than the one giving the eulogy <laughs> this you know? is true like it's crazy So all of this is just to say this is kind of where I come from and why I wrote the book because I noticed that everything I did that was new, that was going after a goal or a vision or a dream, I hit this fish-out-of-water stage where it felt awkward. I felt confused. I felt like I could barely breathe. But what I learned is I wasn't alone. What I learned is as I studied other people that were super successful, they had the same thing. They may not have grown up in polygamy, but they had their own set of challenges. And anytime time they went to level up, whether it was to start their business, a blog, a YouTube show, a podcast, anything, hey. they hit this fish out of water stage where they felt awkward. They felt like they were out of their element. And the good news is when you're hitting that stage, that means you're on the right track. The tragedy, most people quit at this stage because they think there's something wrong with them. They must be doing something that's incorrect. But if you understand that this is part of the process and that you're actually progressing and that everybody that you know that is successful hit this stage, then the hope is that people will continue to break through. And then finally, the reason I wrote the book um, as short as I did is I wanted it to be something that was actionable, that could be read in a one-way plane trip. So that somebody could read the book cover cover and be like holy shit i think i just did something learned something that can go change my life that can move me forward so that's the idea of keeping it two and a half hours on the audiobook
0: yeah and it it worked i mean i am one that listens to a lot of sale books i listen to uh i've got a few get books and his podcast and mm-hmm. some things i listen to with him as well as a few of the ideas of um uh, what was the thing? It was like a four-day work week and there's a few other ones that I kind of listen yeah. to. And they're good like ideas to get you through, but the idea behind a lot of things seems to me rather unrealistic. And it's only because the stories that are portrayed in there, they are the end-all like, oh, he was able to go. He didn't work on a beach for his whole life because he bought this French shirt company and he started out small, but he put, you know, $80,000 he had into the company and he was able to become a millionaire, but it took him, you know, two years to be able to, that just seems so far out of the realm. The message is there and I understand the message that goes with it and, uh, Gittermer himself, who's I think a great salesman is someone like one of my really good friends who was able to go out and do sales without any problem. Give him anything, he'll find the background information on it and he'll go in front of anyone and sell it because that's just innate to him. He's able to do it. I've been doing sales the majority of my life, I've been in people's faces all the time, so I don't have a fear of doing that. But I think when it comes to a lot of the bigger things, like my friend sells multi million dollar medical equipment machines, that's something that freaks me out because if that comes back, that's a bad sale on you versus if I sell you the wrong Calamari. Really?
1: mm-hmm so i think i love that you've been in sales by the way for just <laughs> when it comes to uh the fish out of water stage and stuff like that because sales is something that is a it's it's a skill that will carry with you from this point to the rest of your life you know if you're an entrepreneur it takes getting punched in the face a little bit if you're going to go after any goal if you have kids you're going to have to convince them to eat their peas when they don't want to, you know. <laughs> so everything's a sale, and uh, and if you if you get good at it, then when you be, feel awkward or out of your element, then you can use the skills that you learn in sales to help you get through.
0: I, I agree, and like I said at the beginning of this episode, a thing that I looked at and was dragging my feet on was initially trying to figure out how to start a podcast from scratch and kind of move that way for it, and. I look now back at me trying to figure this out, and today is actually the one-year anniversary of me uploading the first few episodes, which is really cool to have you on here for that with me to kind of celebrate it. Thank you. And now I'm looking at everyone having the same problems I had and having the same questions and initial kind of hiccups for it in reading your book. It was literally, why the fuck aren't you doing this? Get off your ass and do something. <laughs> and so. <laughs> I started just to exactly do that. And that's kind of what helped me to push myself to realize it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect because when it's perfect is when you're yeah. done.
1: That's the big thing that you're talking about right there that freezes us, right? Is perfection or wanting it to be perfect. The problem with perfection is it doesn't exist. And so perfection is just egos, your egos and your fears job, or it's, it's way to, to like, beat you. And I think it's important to know, fear. When we think of fear and we think of being afraid, fear's job is not to scare you or to make you afraid. It's to do one thing. It's to freeze you, you know? And if you're frozen, fear is winning. But you got to punch fear in the face and take action anyway. So how do you win? You just inch forward. You look fear in the face and you do something. And the, and the biggest tool of fear is thinking it needs to be exactly perfect. The iPhone itself, like the, one of the best inventions ever, is nothing, was nothing what it was in 2007 compared to today. Oh know? no. It had some flaws. Like even, they had to get it out and get things rolling because you can always perfect something after it's out. Perfect it, meaning go towards it. But you can't wait until it's perfect before you ship it, otherwise it will never ship.
0: You know? Exactly. So, and you don't yeah, know what's perfect get- until it's done. Like you you keep trying yeah. to modify things and move it and shift it. Your goals change and nothing's ever going to be the way it was when you initially started it.
1: Yep. And how I like to think of it is done is better than perfect. You know, if you just do, do something done is better than perfect. That's going to get the ball rolling and then you can keep on progressing instead of freezing.
0: I agree. And a question I've got for you, um, it kind of relates back to people telling me that my broad idea of a niche because I didn't get, anything like self-help or exercise, I am a broad stroke, essentially, uh, comedy, satire, daily event show. So I have people like yourself on here that kind of talk about what do you do. It's a, Your entrepreneurship was able to put you in a position that was great and far beyond. But you chose a title for a book that is heavily saturated. If anyone were to Google fish out of water just by itself, there are tons of books out there with that name. But just off of Amazon alone that has, I believe, over 1.5 million books sold, which is fantastic. How did you get that's yours amazing. to stand out more than anybody else?
1: Um, that's such a good question because I know it hit the top 100 of all books in the success category when it launched. Um, I think it – I mean I didn't do that kind of stuff. I did a, a lot of the wrong things, and what I say wrong is just what people would say were the right things <laughs> as opposed to what the, how you actually launch a book. I didn't. I didn't do any of the the book tricks and tactics, like put it in a sub sub subcategory so it could hit the New York or so it could hit a number one Amazon bestseller. Um, I just put my heart into it, and it was a book that was authentic to me. Uh, my biggest business at the time was my social media agency that I still run, but aren't putting too much into it. And uh, people were like, "Well, the book should be about your social media," and I was like, "Yeah, but this book's." really on my heart, put it out there. And so when it came out, I just talked about it a lot on my social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. And I think people took note. And a lot of people from my Facebook and Instagram and then other people's podcasts went over. And I think that's what made it um, as successful as it has been.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I heard of the book from someone else's audio book and podcast where they talked about you being a huge motivation for them and being a must read for everybody else. And I think it's nice that I love it. It's fantastic. You had literally word of mouth, which is amazing. And it's not like your book is something that is astronomical. People aren't having to go out and spend, you know, 50, 60, 70, $80 for a book and feel like they have to follow each individual step. I've, listen to the book numerous times and have enjoyed doing it each time. And it's something that keeps me going, keeps pushing me because it makes me feel that you're talking about something that you've been through and you're not talking about, you know, you were a hundred thousand dollars in debt and it was still growing and it was unbelievable. And all of a sudden you did this one magic thing and your life changed. Right. Your story is right. more reasonable to everybody else.
1: It's relatable. Right. And that's why I did it as well. I, Cause I had the fears of, well, at the time I'm only, I'm still in my twenties. I'm not even thirty yet. I should probably wait till I'm forty five to have a book. And then I met a guy that had a six figure plus business was speaking on stages with some of the mentors that I wanted to speak with on stage. And he had already written a book and he was fourteen, you know, (laughs) and. And he's somebody that's become a good friend of mine, Caleb Maddox. And when I realized that a fourteen-year-old wrote a book and is giving value, I had no more excuses. And as I thought about it deeper, I was like, "This is this is why I wanted to do it." I mean, I love Tony Robbins. I was just at his event in Los Angeles this year. I love Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, he he he's probably influenced me more than any other entrepreneur on this planet, and all these things, but. There are so many people that we don't realize cannot relate to people that are so far gone. For example, just using Gary Vee. Um, somebody that is so lost in their business and so depressed and can't get themselves to take action, Gary Vee cannot relate to. <laughs> now, why is that? Now, maybe they can get some things to it because he's never dealt, dealt with it. He's never felt it. And so he can give some advice that's hopefully motivational but he he's never been there and has crawled his way out of it and what I started to realize when I was writing the book was I'm having some success some early success in this entrepreneurial journey I'm nowhere near where I'm going like I see the direction and the destination I'm going I want to end up but there's people that are just a step or two behind me that are just Hoping and praying, can I make my first dollar online? Is that possible? I have some debt. Is it possible to get out of debt? You know, I want to become a paid public speaker. Is that possible? You know, I want to be an entrepreneur and live the life of my dreams or write a book, and stuff like that. And being someone that had those same questions and then figured it out and was still figuring it out and was still a fish out of water in many aspects, I wanted to capture that. And give that to somebody and I knew that it would relate to them because I was just so fresh there asking the same questions that other people are.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big deal with people is having a relatable content and a relatable person where someone is able to be – Accessible, Where if someone's going to send you an email or send you a request that you're actually able to get back to them, it's not going to be some automated someone or an assistant of an assistant of an assistant, which puts the right. idea less in reality and more into this is a guy who's here to take my money. Exactly. And I think that's what I came into a lot when I started looking at, uh initially just podcasting it was not something i'd ever done i know it's been around for a long time um i think someone says there's somewhere near a quarter of a billion if not more podcasts and tens of thousands started every day it's crazy but you also have the snake oil salesman out there who tell you that they can help you you know grow a podcast and go out there and everyone wants to look like the Pat Flynns of podcasting and who can help you out. And it's always the mm-hmm. same thing. And it is pay me ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars and I will teach you how to get people to pay you ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to have them get on there and it <laughs> so on and so forth. And there's no content to it. It's a it's a weird pyramid scheme that everyone is like, yeah. Oh, you can help me do this?
1: Great. <laughs> That's hilarious
0: you want to start getting paid for listening to podcasts, especially The Rant, I know you do. It's free money and why not do it? Download the PodCoin app. It's free for Androids or iPhones. Use the code TheRant to get 300 points right off the bat for downloading the app. You can turn the points into free gift cards for Starbucks, Target, and a whole bunch of other things. Things are added every day for doing what you're already doing. Listening to podcasts. Download the podcoin app or check out thehermanjames.com for links and don't forget to use the promo code THERANT for your free
1: 300 points. I'm a big fan of if you're gonna do something with someone, this is good whether you're uh if you're looking for any advice from anyone, my health thing is do it from somebody that you would trade places with, meaning that they've been in the same position that you've been in or that you're in now. And then they have the results that you seek. Like if you could, if you could pay Pat Flynn, for example, Pat Flynn's a great person. That would be a wonderful person to take advice from. Yeah. He's not offering one-on-one coaching or whatever right now, but if you could, if you, if you, if like somebody was going to, if you were starting out a podcast and you wanted somebody that, went from zero to millions of downloads, that's what you want. Somebody that's been there and somebody that you would gladly trade places with. Otherwise, if it's just the promise of it, it's not worth it.
0: Agreed. And unfortunately, it's hard for people to decipher that, to see who's a real, who's not, because when you have that carrot dangled in front of you, the questions stop being asked. And at that point, it's like the lotto. You're just hoping to hit it big because they told you you would. So take my money and tell me what to do.
1: Exactly so. I'm with you man I, I I see it all the time so yeah um, the, but again the main thing is hopefully what people look for is it, would I what I, could I trade places with this person I'd be happy and, and yeah it's hard to see sometimes what their results are but if they can show you and they and you can see it and you want that result, those are the people that you want to listen to.
0: Now, for the people that are listening and are tuning in or downloading later, too, uh, what was it for you that made you realize that you had finally become a solid entrepreneur and were able to kind of (laughs) self-sustain?
1: I don't know if I've hit that stage yet. (laughs) Um, You know, like for real, though, like it's such a roller coaster, brother. It's There's so many times like I can't tell you. It's been four years now since I quit my day job. So it's been, it's still pretty damn fresh. Uh, I have people DMing me all the time. I, I noticed a text come through right before this. Somebody that's in exactly the spot that I was four years ago. And I didn't have time to reply because I knew I was jumping on this, but it was like, this guy is in a tough financial spot, wants to be an entrepreneur, but is barely making enough money to make ends meet. And has a horrible credit score so even if he wanted to hire a coach, he doesn't know how he could or anything like that. And so I just feel that, man. And so so the journey has been really, really short, only four years. And in that short time, old habits die hard. Throughout the past <laughs> four years, I can't tell you how many times I wondered, holy shit, am I batshit crazy? Uh, <laughs> is this going to work? Am, am I going to end up on the streets? Am I going to have to go beg for a day job back? You know? Uh, I'm launching this new program. Is it going to actually land? Or I'm going to step into a different thing. I'm going to – one of the first programs I did was Periscope, which was a live streaming app. And I was teaching people on that, and then Facebook came and killed it because they came out with something called Facebook Live. You know, And I had to completely shift everything. I'm like, well, I have no real business, and I'm going to go full force into social media management. What if it doesn't work and all this stuff? And then not only what if it doesn't work – You go after something, and then it starts to not work. And so that's where you really get tested is if you have the fortitude to stay the course when things get tough. And I think what has helped me in all of this is really believing that if somebody else has done it, then I can do it. That's first of all. Like if other people have been entrepreneurs and they have figured it out, if I just stayed the course long enough, even if I get to the point where I am literally zero, I am totally broke. I spent all of my money and I'm just scraping by and the landlord is knocking on the door to kick me out of my house. What can I do? There's got to be something that I can do this moment, the next 30 minutes to generate money. There's got to be something. And I, in a weird way, it's hard to say this. In the moment of the tough times as an entrepreneur, but I can say it now when I have a little bit more clarity, but I love those moments. Oh, yeah. And this is why I love it. I love those tough moments where you're scrounging and wondering what the fuck you're going to do because they force you into your greatest creativity. Sometimes when the boats are burned and you have no retreat, the only option is forward. And when success is the only option and your back's up against the wall, that's when your best stuff comes. One of my biggest fears throughout this whole journey has been getting to one of those low points that ine- inevitably come when you feel like a fish out of water and then going and getting a day job or something. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like this is just me personally. I want to make sure people know Like <laughs> if you have a family to feed, like, do your thing. But for me personally, one of my biggest fears was going and doing that because to me, that would be sidestepping such a great opportunity to figure out what I have to do right now to make this work. Because yes, I could go sidestep and go work for somebody for a couple of months, get a little bit of cash, and then maybe I could go hit it harder. But my thought process throughout it was, or even though this freaking sucks so bad right now, <laughs> what if? There's a lesson in this that if I learn it and if I break through it, first of all, I'm never going to deal with this problem ever again. Whereas if I sidestep and I just go make a little bit of money, maybe that's enough money to get me out of this hole and then I go after it again. But who's to say that same problem's not going to come up again, right? Yeah. And so that is what has helped me grow as an entrepreneur because each time I've gone through a rough patch and I've broken through, let me tell you, bro, That is an entirely new (laughs) level of entrepreneurial confidence. Yeah, when I I I was doing door to door sales and I was getting no after no, and I thought I was going to quit, and then I just freaking persevered and finally got sales after seven days of hearing nothing but no. I now knew that I had that capability that I was not going to freaking stop, and that gave me a different (laughs) level of confidence. And so I think over time, again, how I started off with this. I don't think the fear ever goes away completely. I was just watching an interview with Elon Musk, the billionaire, (laughs) Tesla, SpaceX and everything, and he said he still feels fear, and it's annoying. He wishes it wasn't around very often. He's a billionaire. (laughs) So I think it's always there, but I think what it has been is a process of, of stacking little bits of confidence. And the confidence comes from when you hit into those walls, when you feel inadequate, when you feel like a fish out of water, you still persevere and break through on the other side. And if you do, you will be what I call the newer version of you. You'll hit the breakthrough and you'll become a shark.
0: (laughs) And see, the thing for me, I think, when it comes to the fear of it, and having the fear of failure for one, but having the fear of being yeah, able to, bigger. yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Especially the failure that, you know, you failed and other people seeing you as a failure. It's really your projection yeah. of what you think people are going to see you as. And yeah. that's what I think gets people. But it's a lot of people in my life forget to have the small goals you have this big long goal whether it is to be an entrepreneur and self uh, dependent but they forget that you have Mm -hmm. to have small goals to get there and celebrating the small goals was huge that's something that you also going across as well
1: yeah totally so Gary V we mentioned him he wants to own a New York Jets he is not waking up every morning beating himself up and saying I'm such an idiot I'm such a failure I do not own the New York Jets yet I am such a failure. Why is that? For whatever reason, we do that all the time with big goals. Why is my book not written yet? I'm such a failure. Why am I not a paid public speaker yet? I'm such a failure. Why am I not making all this money as an entrepreneur? Why am I such a failure? I did this all the time uh, early in my journey. And it's been a such a, a weight lifted off of me when I kind of could shed that and realize the bigger goals are like a vision. They're the direction that you go. But then there's always something you can do in the daily to be successful. I talk about this in the last section of my book when I talk about how to swim like a shark. And the S in the word swim stands for success. What I realized with so many people that we look up to, the way they define success is completely different than the rest of us. Most of us just focus on the result, the thing that we want. But what successful people do is, the problem is focusing only on the result, by the way is that it's outside of our control meaning doesn't mean we can't get that result what i just mean is it's out of our grasp in this very moment you know uh toby wow. bryant or not let's use somebody that's in like lebron james <laughs> he can win a championship he's going like it's he's going to contend for it but in this moment it's out of his control to win a championship and people are probably screaming right now like whatever lebron's the best what i mean is if you get deep into his head, what is inside of his control is th- that, that he can get up at 430 tomorrow morning and meet his trainer and work out. You know, he can go practice and run some drills with his team. He can do things that are within his power of now. That's where success really is, is when you do the things in the now that you said you're going to do. That is it and when you do that you can't help but eventually get the result that you want because you're continually saying okay this is where I am in relation to my goal like it is a foregone conclusion that Gary Vee is going to own the New York jets i have zero zero doubt in my mind because i've seen what he's done so so much and he has such a long timeline of 30 years every day he's just doing one little thing to get closer whether it's to go from the wine business to having a big ass $200 million a year agency to then doing sports stuff. So now he has VaynerMedia. So he's getting into sports. You know, he has the sneaker deal. So he's looking more like a cool dude getting into sports. So he's getting around more people with like uh, influence. Like it's just all of those things are getting closer. And I think that's important to remember with any goal that you have. Yes, have something that's out there. But what are the things you can do right here in the now? That is where success truly lives. It isn't behind us and it isn't in front of us. It's right under our feet. And if we do those things that are right under our feet, that is success. And that is what will eventually get us the results that we want.
0: Absolutely. And it comes to another one of your points of getting schooled. Like you said, he's surrounding himself with people, whether he's building an agency and that's how he's doing it, but no one's doing it by themselves. They've got some sort of influence, some sort of network of people that's helping them, educating them on what they're doing. Or you're educating yourself on watching other people how they've gained success or watching them fail and learning from the mistakes others have made so that you can learn how to not make the same mistakes.
1: Yeah, the getting schooled things is huge too for anybody that's listening. In my book, I talk about getting schooled. This was one of the biggest lessons that have helped me in so many areas in whatever I try to do, whether it was losing weight or starting a business, starting an agent specific agents, like getting into speaking, getting, when you think of a school of fish, like a school of fish is traveling in a similar direction. That's a school of fish. Oftentimes, especially creatives and entrepreneurs Whatever reason, whenever we have this bold vision and goal, we are so isolated. Like sometimes the most negative people about our dreams and our goals are people that love us, that are our family, that are detrimental to that vision. They don't want us to get hurt. They like, like give us advice that we don't want to take. So how do you combat that? How do you actually get closer to that vision, get schooled? And just how a fit group of fish get around other fish that are going in the same direction – Do that with, with your, with your goal. Try to find other people that are crazy like you are and actually believe they can make the dream happen. And in that school, you can have a mentor, you know, you can have a coach, you can have just other big dreamers, you know, get around other podcasters. If you're going to be a podcaster, get around other speakers. If you want to speak, get around other entrepreneurs, if you want to be an entrepreneur. And the cool news is in this day and age, it's easier than ever to start. Like some people might say, well, I'm in Indiana. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. None of my parents or none of my family are entrepreneurs. Uh, how do I get around people? Well, just like this. You know, this is a place to start listening to a podcast that's free. You can get into my head and see how I think or how other people think that are entrepreneurs. That's the way to start. And then you can start seeing where people like me hang out. Maybe, it's, maybe I have a Facebook group or I, maybe I'm a part of a Facebook group. You could join a Facebook group for free and you're around that. Then you might see that somebody like me is at an event, you know, and so if I'm at an event, then maybe there's other sharks around that event and other fish out of water, other people that are grooming big that are at that event. So you can just start taking baby steps, but surrounding yourself with other people going after it is so key if you're wanting to accelerate the process. You could go out alone for a really long time, but if you get around other people, it can just really make things move.
0: I agree. And I think with social media now, it makes things a lot easier, especially with the idea that people in general are afraid to get into the general public, to be out in front of everyone, which is fucking hilarious. when you look at how many loudmouth people are on the Internet because when they're right. in person, they're very docile or quiet. But social media has also given a majority of people an insight. What I tend to do is yep. – if I see someone I like or I enjoy, I can go on to their uh, – predominantly Twitter is a huge one for me to go with. I can go on Twitter and see who follows who on there because a majority of people, especially uh, people that have the little uh, entity little logo next to them, don't tend – to follow thousands upon thousands of people. They follow a closed yeah. group of people. And now you can kind of see how that goes in there and who you know who's also following those same people. And it gives you a kind of an easy end to try to find other people who are just like you doing the same thing you're doing with a common interest. I think that was a huge question yeah. that is with at least podcasting is how do you find your, your niche? How do you find your market? That's an easy way. And it's free. Yeah.
1: Totally, I love it, man. Way to, way to take action and, and be doing it.
0: It's uh yeah, it's always an action taking. Like you said, it's the consistent imperfect action. I, I make a lot of uh, mistakes. I have a lot of friends that like to point that out, but uh, <laughs> we just laugh about it. We drink about it and we kind of move forward. Uh, if it wasn't for the mistakes being made, I wouldn't learn how to move forward. And so now that I've been able exactly. to be successful doing this, the next step is how to turn this or other ideas of this into something that can help me on my way to being an entrepreneur, which is a funny thing to do yeah. because the idea of being an entrepreneur is so far outside of the norm, I think, from what everyone sees because everyone thinks an entrepreneur is always going to be a millionaire. It's the people that aren't doing anything or it's like that... 100th of a percentile that is now one of the internet uh, speakers, whatever the people, influencers, that's the word I'm looking for. But the reality is, is entrepreneurs right. tend to work more than anybody else. It's working yep. more than your nine to five job. You guys don't stop.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a the funny quote that's like uh, a true entrepreneur is someone who gives up working 40 hours a week so they can work 80 hours a week you know, doing their own thing or doing what they love. You know, sometimes it's not like there's the lifestyle that's on the beach and that's all cool and only working four hours a week as the thing goes. But, um, that's not the norm. I would say the norm is like, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and it needs to be the type of person that really wants that freedom.
0: Yeah. And it's not something that, it just comes easily. And it's a lot of front loading. You didn't just go out and write a book and then it was the bestseller. It doesn't work out that way.
1: Dude, front loading is a good word. Like, yeah, like I, I put in so much effort before I really saw anything. And then I started to realize during that front loading process is, Oh, no wonder people quit, you know? Uh, because, like, here's the thing that honestly helped me knock with. The, the thing that, I did something pretty crazy early on, and that was I ended up putting 20 grand actually, at the time, onto hiring a coach. And at the time, that was pretty wild, because I had never even heard about investing in yourself or hiring a coach. That was more than all the cars I had ever owned. It was pretty crazy. But the reason I stayed the course was because, I had put this big investment in. He was telling me things to do. If it was by myself, I probably would have quit. But because I put the money in and I had to do something, I stayed the course a little bit longer. And there was so much front-loading, so much. Um, but then I think it was probably eight months after hiring him, that's when things really started to click. And then the rewards started to come from it. And then I was like, okay, so this is why entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs. This is what they do it for. These little wins that started to happen. And then a bunch of them started to happen. And some of them seemingly happening all at once. But it 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 kind of felt like magic. But I don't know that it wasn't. It was because of all of the front-loading and all of the effort, all of the social media posting, all of the trying to sell courses, all of the getting out there and going to events, it was all of that effort and activity in the beginning, and then eventually over time it matured, and then good stuff came. But yeah, that's just a super good and important thing to remember, a good point that you made, that there's potentially a lot of front-loading if you're going to do anything major in life.
0: Yeah, I think people forget that there's effort that has to be put in in the beginning in order to have a reward at the end, and it depends on what you want that reward to be, and how much you're going to have to work in the beginning to make it to there. Uh, the only way I can really equate this with people that have a normal 9 to 5 is you get paid time off. But in order to get your paid time off, you have to put in X amount of hours to have that reward at the end. And for me, it's just I'm a workaholic. I actually love being at work. I thrive at work. If I'm not doing something, I build cars. I put things together. I'm 35 years old and I've owned 19 cars in my life and I've never lost money on a single one anytime I have bought it or sold it. And it's something that keeps me busy and keeps me focused. It's something I enjoy doing. So when I can figure out something to work on and do, I do it. That's what podcasting was. I had no idea of what this was or how to do it. And everyone told me that it was super expensive. I for sure know that with the number of groups of people that I'm organized with and around, I am hands down the lowest overhead running podcast out there from anybody because I don't pay people to do things. I don't do it that way. I've learned myself. I'm fucking it
1: up, but I'm learning and making it better. So do you? is it like a hobby? Do you buy cars, fix them up and resell them, or do you buy and keep them and, yeah, keep them? Uh,
0: well, The long story short was I grew up in a, I guess, middle-income family, not low-income, not high-income, just a normal family, and my father was a mechanic, but I couldn't afford when I turned 16 to buy nice cars, and my friends had some money, so they got nice cars. Well, I wanted them, and my father taught me how to build cars and kind of work on them, so I bought cars that had issues that people didn't want to fix so I could drive the cars I wanted. And so I would drive these nice cars and sell them.
1: Good for you, man. Good for you. That's very entrepreneurial. You're well, you're, you're doing it. That's awesome.
0: It's not Uh, too bad. It was a nice enough that I was able to, uh, what is it now? A little over three years ago. Now I picked up a shell of a car for nothing. Actually, I negotiated for a friend who wanted one car and I got two and I, uh, sold the car to put the hardwood floors in my house when we bought a house.
1: So that's so cool. Yeah, to you, not,
0: not too bad. I, I've learned pretty well on how to do things. But so if anyone's trying to get uh, a hold of you and learn from you and uh, try to read your book, uh, how do they get a hold of you and how do they try to win this book for them?
1: Uh, so let's do this. So the best way to stay in touch with me, first of all, is Instagram. That's where I'm at. Um, so Calvin Wayman on Instagram. Go ahead and drop in, and if you do the fish emoji, um, then I'll know you came from this podcast. So if you just go and get my Instagram DM, slide in there with the fish emoji, say hi, say what's up. Um, Other than that, my book's everywhere. It's on Amazon. It's on Audible. But we want to give a copy away. So I think what's probably going to be the easiest is maybe you can have some way for somebody to reach out to you. Or whatever, and maybe you can do some drawing. But whoever the winner is, yeah, I'd be happy to send them a free copy of Fish Out of Water.
0: Nice. one lucky listener. That'll work. So what we'll do is I'm on every social media platform. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I've even made a MySpace. It still exists for some reason, That's but hilarious. It's there. That's hilarious. You recently so, did? Uh, Yeah, a few weeks ago, actually. I, I thought maybe it would not exist anymore, but it's still there, yeah.
1: That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good for, good for you.
0: It's a fun thing so to yeah, have. To so everyone we're going to have, I've got posts out there right now on uh, Twitter. We've got one on Instagram and we'll keep them going. So what we'll do is we'll have you comment in the post below for the podcast or for the marketing on any of the social media. If you just put your name in there or you put a fish emoji, we will have you in the drawing to win. We will announce the winner next week and we'll get you up there as well. I highly recommend if you put a comment or you put the fish emoji on there. You're also going to have Calvin tagged in all of the posts as well. Go to his social media page, like, and follow Calvin as well. Double the chances for you to win that book.
1: That sounds like a great idea. And yeah, and then whoever you draw in that drawing, I'll have a book sent their way.
0: That sounds great. All right, Calvin. I want to thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. I want to thank you for helping to push me by being able to do this without reading your book and telling me to get off my ass. I probably would still be contemplating how to take the first step.
1: Well, I'm super glad that you did because there are people that are being impacted by it. So great work and continue to take action. You and anyone else, that's how you win. You got it
0: alright thanks Calvin make sure to check out Calvin Wayman's uh, uh, website as well that's Calvin Wayman W-A-Y-M-A-N dot will have his website and all the social media handles in this podcast description and on all of our social media platforms as well thank you Calvin starting something new is scary it's intimidating and you don't know what you're getting in for you don't know the time, the effort, the cost, the outcome. You just don't know when you start doing things. There are so many things you can do to knock yourself out of trying to be able to do it. You can convince yourself there's no reason why you should start doing it or that you will never, ever attain what you want to have in the end by doing what you're doing now. So just give up before you start. All that's some horseshit. Whether you need a life coach, a book, or just a kick in the ass, figure it out and get off your ass. Stop putting every waking moment into putting out the perfect product, building the perfect plan. Because the reality is, there's no perfect plan. There's no perfect time. And I hate that analogy when it comes to babies, but there's, it's true. There's no perfect time to do anything. You might have been able to get lucky at some point in time to get into a market or out of a market or do a sale or a purchase that just happened to be advantageous to you. But you didn't know it was coming that way. Most people never do. And if you're working with someone that can orchestrate that moment, is that cheating? I don't know, but it could be. The reason I'm saying this is because you need to figure out what you want to do. All of us want free money. All of us want to be rich or successful Or whatever it might be. We all have a goal that we want to have. We all put it to the side because we think, Fuck it. It's never going to happen. It's not the right time. I'll do it later. When's later? Later's now. Later's right now. Do it now. Fuck it. Turn off the podcast. Go figure the fucking thing out yourself. Wait till the end of the show. Do it then. Either way, get started. Take small steps, big steps, whatever you have to do to make yourself happy. Or to get That goal you want to have. Do you want to have more vacation time? How do you have to do that? Write a list out. Have a checklist. Figure out what you need to do to get what you want. Do you want to have a bigger family? Okay. How do you have to do that? Do you have to have a biological family? Are your friends your family? Figure out what you want to do. Figure out how you're going to get there and figure out who's going to help you. Because we all need help. Someone's going to help us. Whether it's your direct family, friends, circle of network, your center of fucking influence, whoever it might be. Figure it out. Calvin Wayman wrote a book because he was stuck and he figured a way out of his own debt and out of his own way. I love that book. I have listened to it numerous times. I haven't. On one of my quickest links on my phone to put on when I'm feeling like I don't know how to get past something. It's just something that helps kick me in the ass. So I understand that, hey, this is not the first time that this has happened to someone. It will be the last time it happens to someone and I'm not in this alone. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people have been in the same position. So many people have given up and so many people haven't even fucking tried. Try. Be that one percent that's gonna go out there and be successful, or fucking fail miserably and learn from it. You can't succeed if you don't try. You miss every opportunity you don't take. Yeah, how about that shit? Lord, that got a fucking conundrum all the time. That little piece of fucking Confucius assholeness. We all know it's true. If you don't attempt, you don't win. And then you bitch and piss and moan About the things you never tried You could have been, you should have been Someone took it away from you. someone else got it ahead of you Fuck that Be your own fucking guy Figure your shit out And put it out there You want to start a podcast? Fuck it, I did it And I shouldn't be doing this shit But I did it, and I've become successful i found the ways How to grow my market i found ways how to get in front of everyone Fuck, you're listening to me You don't even know me and you're listening to me because you relate to me and I relate to you. We are in that same boat. We are our own family, friends, and center of influence. And that's what you need. You need your own center of influence. How are you going to get that? Just fucking try. Figure it out. I push every day. Every single day. I hustle all day long. I have more jobs that I can even fucking put out there because I do so much at once I have so many fucking plates in the air spinning that I gotta figure out what I'm going to be able to drop and be okay with doing so I can pick up a new plate and hold it higher spin it faster do it longer because that's what I wanna do I don't have anyone showing me how to lead the way I don't have anyone who's in my way but myself Calvin's book Help me understand how I can be successful. How I can push past my own barriers. The barriers that are out there that you know of, that you think you can't get past them, you can. You can do it. It's not fucking easy. It's never going to be easy because if it was, everyone would do it. All these fucking self-help books and four-hour fucking workweek books. That's horse shit. A lot of it's horse shit. If you could read one book and become a fucking millionaire, why are there not a fucking continent full of millionaires doing nothing but hanging on the goddamn beach with their French shirt fucking companies? Because it's not the reality. The reality is we all have a little bit of debt or issues or blockages in our life that we need to get through. You can do that. Those little steps make you successful. You won't be a fucking Rockefeller, but you know what? If it gives you the time off of work you wanted, more time with your family, the larger family, even more income so you can spend it on doing more things with your family or with your fucking self. That's the point. That's what makes you happy. Is it the money or is it the lifestyle? Figure out the lifestyle you want. Figure out the things you want in this world. If it's a fucking Ferrari, figure out how to get a goddamn Ferrari. Figure out how to fucking rent one. If you can't afford to buy one, you never will. But if you don't fucking try, you'll never get there. And if you don't try, all you can do is blame your fucking self. Because it's you in your way. Not anyone else, but you. So stop your bitching and get to moving. Well, it looks like that's all the time I've got for this podcast. I want to thank Calvin for coming on the show. It's fantastic to have you on you inspired me to do what i've been able to do on here and be as successful as i have been on here and i want to thank my fans my listeners the people that we interact with all day on social media you guys are the reason why i'm able to do this and how i've been able to become so successful without all of you my team my circle of influence my network i wouldn't be able to be here And I want to have all of you be able to be as successful and more so. So don't forget, comment on the social media posts we've got on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Put a fish emoji down there. Put I want the book. Tag Calvin Wayman. Go to Calvin Wayman's Facebook. Go to his Instagram. Go to his Twitter. Like on his pages as well. Subscribe. Double and triple your chances to be able to win his book calvin's going to be giving away his book or you can buy it on his website calvinwayman.com or go to thehermanjames.com you have a link for his podcast and his website on there as well i want to thank everyone for tuning in i want to thank everyone for sharing and don't forget lipsyn.com l-i-b-s-y-n for your podcast needs can't wait to be in your ears next time